About a year ago, Pastor Winona found out that she had breast cancer. And now she's gone through, I think, the three, three different phases of the treatment. And she still has one phase left. But uh, they, I, you know what, as I was sitting here, I was wondering, I wonder how many Sundays Pastor David has missed in the past year with everything that was going on. And I think they went away maybe once or twice in the summer. But besides that, they haven't gone any, he hasn't gone anywhere. They haven't been able to schedule anything. So they got away for five, five days. So I want to really lift them up in prayer. Um, I think what they've both been through, especially Pastor Winona, has probably been extremely exhausting. So I, I want to encourage you just to raise your hands as just identifying with them and ask the Lord to just pour out strength to them right now, wherever they are. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Pastor David and Pastor Winona, for the, the leadership that they provide, for the covering that they provide to us. And Lord, we want to lift them up right now. Heavenly Father, at 11.30 a.m., wherever they are, Lord, that they will just realize and actually recognize an infusion of strength and comfort. Lord, just bless them with your strength. Bless them with rest. Their minds that have probably been going all over the place over the last year, in so many different directions, Lord, just bring peace to their minds and bring a freshness a revitalization to their bodies. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen, amen, amen. When? Why don't you come up? Pastor David has been meaning for the last two or three weeks to introduce a couple of different things. And he was supposed to introduce something last week, and he just totally dropped the ball on it. So I'm going to introduce it. But we have some, what we really feel are some real exciting things planned for this year. And Wynn is going to, Wynn came to, came to me and, and we, he shared it with us pastors, uh, a real awesome program or ministry. I want to call it a ministry, not a program. <laughs> we don't do programs here. We do ministries here. But Wynn is going to share an, an amazing concept that God gave to him and when he shared it with us, we just thought, wow, what an amazing way to activate each one of us. And so. Thank you, Pastor David. All right, Daniel. <laughs> that happens all the time. Okay. Uh, that uh, last song that we were singing, Save Your King, has, got, has been one of my favorite songs. And uh, there's some really amazing verses in there. And one of them is says, let now your church shine as the bride. Now, many, many years ago, when Jesus was walking on the earth, the Pharisees came to him and said, uh, Master, what are the two biggest commandments? And Jesus' response was, the first one was, love the Lord your God. That's right. And the second one? Love your neighbor as yourself. Excellent. You guys have been paying attention. <laughs> now, imagine with me if the people of our church were reaching out to their neighbors and building meaningful and lasting relationships. Imagine if the members of our church were praying for their neighbors and helping to meet the needs of their neighbors. And what, ha what about, can you imagine with me if the people of our church were able to increase their impact in our community by a factor of five or maybe even ten? So what do we believe about our community? When we look at what God has called us to do, we are to what? Be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and the othermost parts of the earth. That's right, in Acts 1. In Isaiah, it says, And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light 
will rise or shine in the darkness, and your gloom will become like the midday sun. Jesus was a really good example of meeting the needs of the people that he met. In Matthew 25, he says, Come you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. So the idea that we have is a strategy that starts by inviting our neighbors to help feed the poor, the hungry, the, and the hopeless. We, the idea is that we're going to go and enlist the help of our neighbors to help feed those people. Now, what happens is, if you look around, everybody wants to be helpful. There's very few people who don't want to help. But they're busy, they don't have time, they're all kinds of doing all kinds of, you know, other things. And this strategy that, that we've developed is a strategy that's going to do that. And what we want to do, and the plan is to do this in the month of March, is as a family, as a church family, as individuals, we're going to go around and pass out door hangers to our neighbors. Now, our neighbors are people who live in our apartment block. Our neighbors are people who live on our street, in our townhouse complex, and whatever. And the whole purpose of this door hanger is says, we are your neighbors who want to partner with our community to reach out to those who are less fortunate. Help us help others. And you go around and hang this on the doorknob and say, on the back it says, we're going to be by on a certain date to pick up non-perishable foods for the food bank. So you put this on the door and say, we're coming by on Friday or Saturday to pick up non-perishable foods. And you know what happens when Friday or Saturday day comes around? And you go to those homes, they got bags sitting by the door, ready to pick up. We've done some test marketing on this, not here, but in other occasions. And it's amazing how many people want to help other people. But like I said, they're too busy. Or they just don't have the time. But when you come to them and say, will you help us help those people? They really do want to help. And so the idea is to have the door hangers dropped off on March 14th and then picked up on the March 19th and then we deliver it to the food bank. And right now is a kind of a difficult time for the food bank. Everybody collects before Christmas, but after Christmas and in the new year, it gets a little tough for them. Now, the other thing that's really, really good about this is this is great for families. Mom and dad can take the kids around and you know what happens is you go and visit your neighbors. Hey, you know, we're your neighbors. And the kids love this because they get to meet some of the neighbors. And later on, when you go and pick it up and you take the wagon around, oh, man, we did this at our family, in our family. And we went out before this. We did this as a test market before our Christmas a couple of years ago. And it was really amazing. We went out in a snowstorm. Really. It was one of those few times that we get snowstorms before Christmas. And we went out. And Hart and I went out, and it was amazing. Every house that we went to had a bag there, ready with stuff. And they said, hey, we're glad you're doing this. When are you going to do this again? Really? The next time? You know, they're excited to help. One lady said to us, well, if I would have known this, I would have ordered a couple of cases of canned goods to give you. We collected, just from a small group, we collected over $800 worth of food and perishables. So we want to encourage you to reflect on this, think on this, ask how you can participate. Think about your neighborhood. Where do you live? How many people do you want to reach out to? Count the houses in your cul-de-sac, count the houses on your street, pick an area, and then start praying for them in advance of March. 
How can you minister to them? And the idea is that we're going to do this on an ongoing basis. And the next time we go, we can say, hey, you know what? Not only are we collecting for the food bank, but we're praying for people. How can we pray for you? So reflect on this. Think about it. Ask how you can. Ask God how you can participate. And we'll be, we'll be talking to you. And we'll be waiting to hear from you. Amen, that's right. Now, I'm not a person that just goes up to somebody and can just start talking, but I can hang a door knocker. I was freaked out the first time I did door knockers. What if the person opens the door at the same time I put, <laughs> then I got to talk to somebody. <laughs> but, it, but now it's real simple because nobody's ever opened the door, so now it's just like, hey, but this is something that each one of us can be involved in. And it doesn't cost you anything. You can bring 10 times as much stuff as you would personally bring at Christmas time, and yet it hasn't cost you anything. And then it's an awesome way to connect with your neighborhood and to pray for them and open the door in your neighborhood. So we're really excited and uh, appreciate Wynn and his direction and uh, his concept, and we're excited to jump on board with this. How many of you think that this might be something that you can be involved in? Awesome, awesome. And just imagine the opportunities God has for you. All right, the second thing uh, that Pastor David um, is real excited about. God gave him just this idea. He was just spending some quiet time during the Christmas break, and all of a sudden this idea just popped in his head, I want to give 100 bikes away. And uh, two days later, somebody gave our church $5,000 and said, I just want to make sure you use this to bless your community. Now, oh, nobody excited about that? Like, <laughs> that's $5,000 that we don't have to come up with. <laughs> that should be exciting. God puts an idea in his heart. Two days later, somebody gives him $5,000 to, to kick it off. So we, we met with the, the um, community services, the food bank. Um, how many of you remember Dave Murray? We met with him, and he's like, Oh, wow, that's awesome. He thought, what a great idea. He says, I know people that I can phone and businesses I can phone, and we can probably go over 100 bikes. So uh, we looked at our calendars. On May 28th, it's a Saturday. It's, he's, he is out of town during the month of June. May 21st is the long weekend. He didn't think that would be such a great weekend because a lot of people will be out of town. And um, so we picked Mar May 28th. This is Saturday. We're going to rent the gazebo. Remember the gazebo a year ago in May? I don't know how many of you were out there, but most of you were out there. We're going to bring 100 bikes down there. We're going to in the, the uh, Dave Murray is going to contact 100 families or, or more. And we're going to have 100 families. So that's probably maybe three per family, like if it's, there's a parent and some kids, so say three to 400 people that don't go to this church are going to come and meet us, and we get to bless them. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, so we are really excited about the next three, four months, and then we've got some other things that we're, we're thinking about. So I really want to encourage you. These are really non-invasive ways to connect, to meet somebody. I, I mean, you put a door knocker on, and they don't even need to see you. Just go. If you're, if you're really scared, go in the middle of the night and just sneak up there, put it on the door, and scoot away. If, the, if it really bothers you. But... All of a sudden, 
people are going to see, oh, wow, somebody's working with the food bank. I wonder who they are. Then on Saturday, you go walk down the street to see if any collections available, and they see you. And who do they see? Somebody who wants to help somebody. They see the love of God in a person. And all of a sudden, there's a connection that you didn't have to work at, that you didn't have to sweat over. It was just a total God connection. So, amen. All right. All this administrative stuff. See, David wants to preach all the time, so he doesn't do the administrative stuff, and he <laughs> takes my time. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I don't know how many of you did not get a packet last week. I'm going to just... Uh, All right. All right. We have made up some journals. Probably about 100 pages in here. As, you, as God gives you thoughts, write them down. How many of you have had an awesome thought kind of go through your head? Yeah. <laughs> well, before it gets too far away from you and you forget it, write it down. I've got a couple thoughts in my, in my journal that I wrote down, and as I was preparing for my sermon, uh, I'm going to share a couple of those thoughts this morning. But how many of you brought your journal today? All right. Awesome. Okay. Because you're going to want to take some notes as well. <laughs> So, this is going to encourage you to take some notes about what these amazing speakers up here have to say. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> Inside, there's a whole bunch of scriptures and thoughts on healing. Want to build yourself up in the faith, to minister around your community? You know, imagine when people start knowing that that, uh, that you've got answers for them, that you, first of all, you want to help others, so they might need help, they come to you. Um, the I pray card. I make a covenant commitment that I will pray. See, that this is not a donation card. You're not committing to donating. You're, dona you're committing to praying. All right? That's something we all can do. For two people, Ask God, which two people? As, as I've been praying, I had two people. Then I had another two people. I've got six people now that I pray for. And so fill that out and put it on your fridge or put it in your body. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great marker. How many of you read your Bible regularly? Awesome, thank you. This is a great way to save your spot in the Bible as you read through it. There's also a blue copy. What we would like is that you pass this back to us so that as a pastor, the pastoral staff, we can pray with you. So if you're comfortable putting the, the same names that you put on your card there, put them on here. Put them in the offering one day or pass them to Pastor David. But we keep these so that we can pray as well. We can join our faith with your faith. And how many of you... I mean, we've done this, I think, two years now. How many of you seen any sort of breakthrough in any of the people you're praying for? Any sort of breakthrough. Any sort of awesome. Actually, same with me. I have. Is this a sticker or a magnet? That's a sticker. One for two. You as one person are praying for two people. It's a sticker. Just put it on a cool binder or you'll fit right in with the young people nowadays. Do they still do that? Do they still put stickers on there? I don't know. I don't know if they still do that. I don't know. Is this a sticker as well? This is, a, a, this is another cool sticker. You know, I don't like putting bumper stickers on because i got to resell the car. Maybe I should do that. That way then when I resell the car. Anyways, it's bumper sticker. 
Oh, and it comes in a it does. It comes in a magnetic form. So if you want to advertise that you pray. <laughs> we have one in our car. And sometimes I'm driving, I'm thinking, oh man. I, I don't want to actually I slow down sometimes because I've I've kind of pulled out really fast and irresponsibly, and then I said, I don't want to go in front of this guy now, because he's going to see my I pray sticker. <laughs> so I have to actually modify my driving behavior. Oh, yeah. oh, here they are. They're in sticker. They're magnetic form in the same bag. Wow. I'm impressed. You guys, you guys did a good job. Man. Yeah, maybe he'll know I'm praying for him. All right. And then a special, you know, sometimes we, we don't know exactly how to pray or what to pray or we can go through some of these scripture verses and thoughts and ideas and it actually invigorates us and gives us really cool ideas and thoughts to be. So I just saw everybody getting, if you got one, if you don't have one, if you want one maybe for your husband or wife that's off or sick or something, um, you're, you're free, free to ask for one. Pastor Nelson, do you mind introducing... Our visiting couple here, just, I'm not familiar with their names, but Hallelujah. Amen. Just want to warmly welcome a pastor friend of ours in Abbotsford and his wife here, and I'll let them tell you their names because they're Spanish. <laughs> and so sometimes I get tongue-tied when I try to say names. So you just want to come and stand here and let all the people see you. Let's just give them a warm welcome. Uh, we have, uh, my wife and I have been there to their church, I think, three times. So, three times, that's right. Three times, yeah. So, what, what was your name? Uh, William, William Silva. Oh, that's, that's easy, isn't it? Yeah. That should be easy, yeah. <laughs> and Edith. Edith, and how long have you been pastoring in Abbotsford? We've been pastoring for seven years now, yeah. In Abbotsford, yeah. And you're the worship leader. That's true, I am. <laughs> and enjoyed my time here in the presence of God as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. So God is connecting us with different people Amen. and different pastors and different churches, which we really, and thank you for coming. Thanks for Amen. Hallelujah. Blessings to you. Amen. Sure, yeah, give them up. Bless them. Amen. All right. How many of you are hungry? Uh, now I'm going to prove a point this morning. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, you can wait for a bit. Awesome. How many? How many bits? All right. I, I think I heard 75. I think somebody said 75. I thought I heard that. Or maybe I was adding everybody's bits together. <laughs> All right. Hey, Cora, can you put up Psalms 84? And start at verse 4. I'm going to read the first few verses. Your dwelling place is lovely, O Lord of armies. My soul longs and yearns for the Lord's courtyards. We sing it. Um, I've, been, I've been looking at this passage for probably a couple months. Um, Harry had shown me a scripture verse, and I shared it actually a f um, probably a month ago near the end of the. But I've been, it's, it's interesting how you, you read something, and then you read it again, and, and it also one day God just uh, triggers something. And as Pastor David and Pastor Nelson and I have talked about these various things that we want to do, there's this couple of verses from this chapter just jumped out at me because it fits in to, to us reaching out. To us reaching out. I'm sorry. I was told to stay on the platform this morning. So I better back up here. But, oh, can you put that up there? Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Sometimes that's where we stop, though. 
We come on Sundays and we get blessed and then we go out and we go to our jobs, we interact with our family and we come back next Sunday. But I want you to look at a couple, do the next verse too. How blessed is the man who his strength is in you. So we come on Sundays and God just strengthens us. He blesses us in whose heart are the highways to Zion and we are going to glory on Sunday mornings. And then Monday comes and who knows that we're, we're even Christians. I, I want you to grab a hold of what God wants to do through us. Next verse. Because this is, God just, it just, you know, one of those things that just explodes in your brain. Passing, this is us now. I'm speaking this over you guys, all of us. Passing through the valley of Baca. Now, most of us will read that, and I read it a whole bunch of times, and it meant nothing. Until I read a different translation, and it said, the valley of weeping. The valley of weeping. So then I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. I want to know more about this valley. So I did a little bit of research. This particular valley speaks, the, the word baka, it's talking about a tree that, that grows in a dry environment. Because of the dryness of this climate, this particular tree gets so dry and so is in so much suffering that it starts weeping sap. Because it is so hungry and so thirsty. Your neighborhoods are full of people that don't even know what they're hungry and thirsty for. But they are hungry and they're thirsty. Another name for this particular valley is the Valley of Grief. People are grieving. Their lives are getting torn apart. It's a valley of suffering. It's a valley of barrenness. And as I read this, I think it was Monday. It was a day off. We're just relaxing in the morning. I read this, and God just like, we have, we, we used to be called the Bible Belt. Because there were so many churches. And I think they still call us the Bible Belt, but I don't know why. We are now a valley of barrenness. A valley of grieving. A valley of grief. That is what we go through passing through every day of our lives. We are passing through people that are suffering. We are passing through people who are barren. They want something. They're hungry for something. They're thirsting for something more. And every day we are passing by them. We're walking past them. And that's what excites me about activating each one of us. We are not meant just to meet here on a Sunday morning, have a great worship time, hear a great message, and then walk out and not impact anybody. God wants us to take what we have, not only in here, but inside of us. 
And he wants to activate us so that we can reach out and touch somebody. Reach out and impact some, give some life. Impact somebody else's life. Pass what we have been so blessed with. And having an opportunity to connect with somebody by helping a third party out. Joining somebody that might not know Christ, that is hungry themselves, and you connect them by helping somebody else. You now have this amazing connection. And God is going to start. I just felt when I read this on Monday for probably the, the 300th time in the last two months, I read that. I was going through that chapter again. And I got to that. It just hit me. And I just felt God saying, this is for our congregation. As you pass through the valley of Abbotsford, you will make it a spring. You will make this valley a spring. Jesus said, if any man thirsts, let him come. We come every Sunday and we fill up. But you know what God wants to do with that living water that he's put inside of us? He says, and out of your innermost being will flow. We take drinks. But out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And this is solid rock passing through the valley of Abbotsford, distributing living water, living water, living water. The early rain also cover, covers the valley with blessings. Covers the valley with blessing. I, I know Pastor David has just been biting at the bit and quite a few Sundays, the Holy Spirit just kind of changes the message on him and changes the service. And Pastor David is itching to, to lay out the vision for the year. And he hasn't had the opportunity to fully lay it out. But right now, I'm laying out the vision this year. Is we're going to cover the valley with blessing. Amen. How many of you are up for it? Amen. Amen. I want you to grab a hold of this. Mark this chapter. Read it. I, I want you to come every morning, every Sunday, and say, God, your dwelling place is awesome. We sing the song so we know the song. How lovely is your dwelling place. Better is one day in your... Then I want you to say, Lord, you have blessed me so much. In your house, I'm praising you. Bless me. You fill me. No, Lord, let me be a spring, a well of living water that distributes what I'm getting here every Sunday morning. Let me be a distributor of that blessing to my, start in your neighborhood, your neighbors. Start with your, it, you don't have to do the whole valley. You do 10. Can you imagine if you did 10 people? got 10 people involved we're now touching a thousand people oh and those those thousand people are helping and they're helping minister to probably two thousand people oh that's just the first round when we when we go back in october november you're going to double that can you imagine the blessing, the doors that are going to open to you. The doors that will open to you. Amen. Amen. Ha, that was 20 minutes. But I'm not done because that was just the introduction, as, as Pastor Nelson would say. Thank you for for, uh, you know, creating an environment for introductions. <laughs> I want to share one more thought, and it should be a fast one, and I'll put the rest of my notes away, or to the side, so that I can still see them. 
Jesus as he was about to leave his disciples. He said, Behold, I'm going to send the promise of my Father upon you. I, I want to share just the concept, and it's probably been shared a, a couple times in a few different ways, but this just really struck me in this past week as I've been studying. But he said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And I, I, I just want to share this. So many times we compartmentalize God. We say, I'm coming to church. I'm going to get refreshed. That oh, God, God refreshes. Oh, I'm going to hear a great word and I'm going to get taught. God's a great teacher. Oh, God is going to, I'm going to pray for healing. And, God. and we, we compartmentalize God and we put him in all these different compartments. And when we, we need something, well, we'll, but when God said he's going to endue with power, we, you know, the other concept is, oh, man, I'm just going to feel a, like a lightning bolt hit me and I'll shake and rattle and roll and some of us roll and <laughs> yeah, some people just feel a cool sensation inside, whatever. But, but, but we separate that from God. We separate different things, and we actually, not only do we compartmentalize God, we separate them from God himself. And we think, oh, he just, he, he touched me, and I, I felt a cool um, vibe, whatever you want to call it. But I want to encourage you. When God ministers to you, that is God himself. That is God himself coming upon you. I'm going back to my third sermon of notes here. Listen to Galatians 3. But as many of you have been baptized into Christ, listen to this, you have, <clears throat> you have put on Christ. Galatians 3.27 for all of those solid rock notebooks. Write that one down. You have put on Christ. You haven't put on a cool sensation. You haven't just, oh, my cold is gone. God healed me. Cool. No, 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 no. You have, when you got saved, you put on Christ. And all that is Christ is in you. You have the healer living in you. You have, you have peace, not the peace giver. You have peace in you. You don't just have love in you to hand out. You have God who is love. And too often we just, oh, I don't feel like loving today. No, no, you have love in you. It's not an option. You have, if you see, if you see somebody, whether they're sick or hurting or, or um, in a wheelchair, whatever, I don't feel like praying today. No, no. You have the healer in you. You have the healer in you. When you were endued with power, from on high, that power isn't something that's separate from God. That's the, that is God, the all-powerful one in you. You possess it. We hear lots of sermons, put on the whole armor of God. You're actually putting God on. Oh, I don't feel like the belt of truth today. But, but I'll take my shield of faith. No, no, no. We, we've compartmentalized it. We, we've just kind of put it on. Oh, I feel like this today. I feel like... No, you've got God living in you, which is truth, which is faith, which is righteousness. It's in you. It's part of you. 
When you got saved, you put on Christ. It's all, it's all there. Listen to what put on means. It means to sink into, as in a coat. My wife loves cuddling up to a nice warm blanket. You thought I was going to say to me, no, no, I'm too hot. After about three minutes, it's like, get away from me. What she likes is a nice blanket. But what does she do? She sinks into it. She sinks right into it, and it becomes part of her. When she gets up from the couch to go to bed, you know what's all over her? Is that blanket to keep her warm as she walks down the hallway. And the next day, I got to clean up all these blankets that are... Yeah. <laughs> but the blanket becomes part of... That's Christ to us. We put on... It becomes part of you. It's not something that we come to church and grab it at the door, wear it for... Well, if we're here, two and a half hours. But, you know, too many churches, it's just an hour. But they... they <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Just, it just came out. Yeah, easy does it. Easy does it. But it's not something you, you we don't got a coat hanger there where you put on Christ as we walk in the door and then we, we leave him at the door and, and we go on with our week. No, as a born again believer in Christ, you have Christ wrapped around you wherever you go. And you carry him. He's... You don't just carry him. He's part of you. Can you imagine? We're in Christ, and Christ is in us. I've sat and tried to figure that one out. How does that work? It just means we're so intertwined. We should be so intertwined with Christ that when we see something, and I'm preparing you for when people start coming up to you and ask questions, be ready. Why? Because You've got the answer already in you. He's in you. He's part of you. Listen to what the lexicon, that's a real cool studying tool that you can just find on the internet really fast. Okay, put on, in your notes, it's number 1746 in the Greek. And if you go into the lexicon, listen to this. Talking about Listen to Romans 13, 14, first of all. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this next phrase. And make no provision for the flesh. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man, I struggle with this. So well, put on Christ. Oh, I can't get over this. Put on Christ. Oh, man, I can't handle that. Put on Christ. Instead of ministering negatively to somebody, you might minister positively. If you put on Christ. Listen to what put on means. You must allow yourself to be completely enveloped by the Holy Spirit. Literally wearing the Holy Spirit. When we are born again, that's what happens to us. Too many of us regularly kind of take it off, deactivate. But when you are saved, you have literally Jesus Christ put on you. Listen to this. We must become so possessed of the mind of Christ. That's putting on. Being so possessed by his mind that his thoughts are our thoughts. Oh, I got stuck with this challenge. Boom, mind of Christ kicks in. Oh, this person came to me with this issue. Boom, mind of Christ kicks in. Oh, this problem is nagging my brain. I don't know what I'm going to... Mind of Christ kicks in. Oh, man, I can't seem to get past this, this challenge. I can do all things through Christ. All of a sudden... You are so possessed 
that you are literally resembling him in your life. You don't need to wear the WWJD bracelet. Do you know what that means, Olivia? Thank you. She's still hip. All right. You don't need it. You don't need them or mine. WWJD, what would Jesus do? You don't need to wear the bracelet. Why? Because it's, all, it's, it's just part of you. It's just part of you. You are just in step with the Holy Spirit. Somebody comes with a question. Boom. The mind of Christ kicks in and you provide life. You speak life into their situation. Somebody has a problem in their body and they come talk to you. You lay hands and boom, the healer inside of you flows from you into them. It's not, oh, you know what? I, I don't pray for healing. Sorry, that's somebody else's. No, that's somebody else's job. What? What? We all have Christ wrapped around us. We are, each one of us has Christ enveloping us. Each one of us, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, has the mind of Christ in us already. And I want to encourage you, this coming, in these coming months, we're going to get flooded with opportunities. Flooded with opportunities to share the Christ that is on us with somebody else. And he'll never run out. You're never going to give away something and not have enough for yourself. It never will happen. You're going to just walk around. The Holy Spirit will just be communing with you, talking with you. You have coffee with somebody, and you're going to go home and say, wow, where did all that information come from? Where did... I mean, you're going to speak life, life, life when you just take a hold of what's already in your possession. What is already yours, just give it away. Amen? Amen. Why don't we all stand? I want to read this passage Oh, man. I, I, I somehow fit three out of the four all into one. Ha! So I hope you took good notes. I'm going to read. Listen, this was another, this goes hand in hand with the other passage that I was reading. This is Proverbs 1, 23. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She raises her voice in the markets. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul says, Jesus is the wisdom of God. So, you can, again, you cannot separate divine wisdom from God himself. You can't separate. So, I, this is Wisdom. She calls out at the head of the noisy streets where the large crowds gather. At the entrance of the city gates, the city gates represent places of influence. Wisdom is calling out. Jesus Christ, through you, is going to be calling out. How long, oh naive ones, you who are so easily misled, how long will you love being simple-minded and undiscerning? How long will you scoffers delight in scoffing? And, and how long, you fools, will you hate knowledge? This is for you this morning. If you will turn and pay attention to me, I, wisdom, I, Jesus Christ, will pour out my spirit on you. And I will make my words known to you. Mm, that is powerful. Oh, how many of you want to just be enveloped by God? How many of you just want the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, just to envelop you, so possess you, 
that out of nowhere you're giving answers. You're providing life. You're giving hope. You're giving peace. You're a wellspring of joy. You're imparting life to those around you. If you want that this morning, I just encourage you. Just raise, a demonstration of it, raise your hands. Heavenly Father, I want the wisdom. I want Jesus Christ. I want the Holy Spirit just poured out on me. Oh, just pour out Holy Spirit this morning. Just pour out on us this morning. Oh, we want you so integrated into our lives. We're not just receiving some spiritual force. We're receiving you. Oh, God, just put yourself, place yourself on us. Envelop us in who you are. Envelop us in who you are. Make us so aware of you every day. Every day, every moment that we'll be ready. It might happen once a week, somebody. But we'll be ready. Why? Because we're enveloped by you. Oh, wisdom. Wisdom cries out in the streets. In the places of influence. In the places we walk. To say, I want to pour out on you. I want to pour out. And Holy Spirit, we receive this morning. We receive the outpouring that you have for us this morning. We open our, our, our minds, our will, our emotions. We just open up completely to your touch, to your ministry, to your control. The Holy Spirit, to your control. Mind, will, emotions. In our spirit man, we open up to you. Holy Spirit. Just pour out, pour out, pour out this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, this morning, Lord, we just, we put you on. Oh, God, just like our favorite jacket that we just sink into. Oh, like our favorite blanket that we just cuddle into. Lord, we just put you on. We just take a hold of you. We take a hold of you this morning. Oh, God, just fill us. Overshadow us. Go before us. Lord, be behind us. Lord, in everything we say, everything we do, let it be anointed by the Spirit of God. Everywhere the foot, the feet tread. Everywhere the feet tread. Oh, let us be alive to you and to what you want to say and do through us. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you.